0: As you already know, we're huge podheads here, and we're excited to share that our friends over at Flamebearers just launched a new season of their game-changing podcast.
1: Listen to weekly episodes where top women Olympians and Paralympians reflect on their accomplishments, share their trials and triumphs, and discuss what life is like outside the game when the spotlight isn't on.
0: Check it all out on season three of Flamebearers. Behind this. Is- Finn is just digging into the. Oh, there he is! Is this
2: is this Finn's first podcast? I've seen him pop in as like oh. a guest, but is this like his first like co-host job? Yeah. Yeah.
0: This is well. Again, like usually I'm at a desk, or actually usually I'm in my bed. Let's be honest, mm. and he's just laying off screen. But here he is, starring. Well, tell him to behave. He says, he's "You guys are professional in. ladies." He's simmering into his behavior. Okay. <laughs> Leave me alone. What did I ever do to you?
1: Shut up. Ow. I just... I hurt my hip. I hurt my hip.
2: Welcome back, everybody.
1: I'm Lynn Williams.
0: And I'm Sam Mewis. And this is Snacks, where we talk about some personal stuff, some soccer stuff, some real stuff, and some fun stuff. So, Lynn, what's new (laughs) since the last podcast?
1: Well, you see... On our notes things, I didn't write anything because I said all of your updates are my updates.
0: Oh, perfect. So I know all of our businesses. And the first thing is pottery. Pottery. We finished our last class. It was so fun. We took a three-week beginner class at Driftwood Ceramics. We're about to talk about it on this podcast episode. And gosh, do we love it. Sam, it is so fun. So soothing. Let's let's pretend we're potterying. Are we centering? Push hard. It doesn't actually make a noise.
1: It does. The wheel does. True. Push hard, but not too hard.
0: Yes. And And cross your thumbs over the top and cup the clay.
1: You're in charge of the clay. Yes, but not too hard or you will throw the clay off. True. Wet the clay. Wet the clay. Wet the clay. Keep it wet. Center your body. Don't do this. No. Center your body. Nope. And then
0: we will make a little divot in the top. Oh, we got to release slowly. Yes. Anyway. Anyways, (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed that. It was just like about a minute of us pretending to throw clay on a wheel. Um,
1: Honestly, I love pottery. It's so fun. Um, I can't wait to go back. We are debating on taking an intermediate class Intermediate? <laughs> and you need to take an intermediate talking class. Boom, roasted. <laughs> an intermediate class or just becoming a member and figuring it out as we go.
0: I just want to practice, practice, practice. You know what they say. Practice makes you better. Practice makes you We're having trouble talking. <laughs> we are a little bit loopy. But um, also,
1: Kansas City Current, heading to the playoffs. I know. I'm so excited for everyone. For, we didn't really do much. Um, <laughs> we played in one game.
0: Well, it was that was for Challenge Cup, so it didn't count.
1: We got it rolling. It didn't do
0: anything for we the got, season.
1: We got the girls rolling. We've been around. Um, but we are happy for our teammates, and we have been around. And this is we made history. They made history. The girls did it. They did it. Um, and now we just sit and wait to see where we... Well, by
0: the time this comes out, we're going to be
1: getting that information
0: readily available. That is the truth. So we're going, we're moving on forward with that. Go current.
1: Like a current. Moving forward like a current.
0: Ever flowing. Hashtag.
1: (laughs) What is happening?
0: Okay, I... This is about to get even weirder. It is... (laughs) It is... It is about to be October when this is out, so it is Halloween season, officially. It's actually past. It's been Halloween, Halloween season.
1: season.
0: <laughs> it it is Halloween is upon us, everyone. Uh, if you know me at all, you know that Halloween is my favorite holiday. I love Halloween, <laughs> so I want to do Halloween activities every single day of October. Halloween, Halloween, pumpkins, pumpkins, candy corn, candy corn, haunted house, hay rides. I want to get chased by a man with a chainsaw. A fake chainsaw.
1: Or a real one, I guess.
0: And I want to be laughing and screaming with my friends. So can people from the Kansas City area please tweet at me with the hashtag TellSnacksHalloween. And tell me what to do. (laughs) Boo, tell us what to do.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I um, think it's going to be fun. It's starting to get cooler outside, so we can actually go outside and do activities. Over here, there's a window. Um, And I would love to do those things with you. I know, you're invited to every single one of them. Well, I was going to tag along, even if I wasn't.
0: Well, another thing that you are tagging along to is Corvino is doing a theme week. Corvino is the restaurant where my husband works at. Mm -hmm. They're doing Moulin Rouge themes, so we made a very special reservation. On the eve of my thirtieth year
1: birthday, a birth. (laughs) What do you want? Like, what do you want to do besides that? I don't know. Do you want a gift? Like, I feel like we should do something. We are dirty thirty. Dirty pop.
0: Anyways, Um, we'll talk about about that another time. Also, tell
1: Snacks if you have any ideas for Sam's birthday that I can do. Tell
0: Snacks birthday. (laughs) Tell Snacks birthday, tell Snacks Halloween. I think that you should hire an air cloud maker, a jet.
1: What? (laughs) Sorry, a what is an air cloud maker jet? (laughs) You should write in the sky. hashtag oh, snacks next. you want me to hire a plane to write out something for you <laughs> Yep, for your birthday it's gonna be hashtag snacks
0: no i don't actually want that at all. i am i we're so delirious um it's funny um, because i think that we've just been conditioned to like only be able to work a certain amount of hours a day and so once we've already done something that day we can't do any more work
1: it's called millennial burnout I actually think it's a thing. It is a thing. That's why when you go outside and you're like doing errands and it's been like two hours and you're like, I got to go home. Yeah, I got to go rest (laughs) right now. I got to go rest. But is that only millennials that have this disease?
0: This illness? We're Okay, we're also starting a campaign for millennial burnout awareness. (laughs) And it's just a campaign that forbids anybody from working for more than two hours at a time.
1: I'm in. I'll sign that petition.
0: You got to get off your feet
1: you got a lounge. We've been sitting on the couch for hours. Working. We, all right. This is not going Okay, anywhere. can you tell them the song that you?
0: Yeah, so remember last week in the podcast with Mel, we talked about what our baseball walkout song would be, and I said I needed more time. Mm-hmm. And I picked up three. Mm-hmm. I went through my pregame playlist, and I said, which one of these do I want to be walking out with a baseball bat to? Do you guys know the Peaky Blinders theme song? And he goes, dun-dun-dun. No. It's called Red Right Hand. I was thinking that one. Okay. And then everybody would have like so much fear in them of me. Okay. And then I was also thinking uh still DRE. Okay. And then I was also thinking Middle Child by J. Cole, which is just the best. I for sure thought you were gonna put um um We Are Never Getting Back Together by Taylor Swift.
1: <laughs> no. Dreams and nightmares. I, mean, I no. do love
0: dreams and nightmares. I
1: thought you were gonna put that in there.
0: I do love that song. That that also
1: works. Okay. Um, well, that's all for our. What intro. about
0: your song? Didn't you put any thought of, into this in between podcast recordings? Didn't I pick one?
1: No. Thank oh. <laughs> you, oh. Finn. Keep, Finn. <laughs> Finn keeps growling at me. Um, I didn't, honestly. That's my B. Okay, you have to pick now, then. You had seven days. Um okay. I do like Dreams and Nightmare. I like Drake. Heaven or Hell. Heaven or Hell. That that I song know. does get me going.
0: I picked it for her.
1: Um. That's about it. Down with the
0: sickness. <sighs> yeah. I was just gonna do a Screamo thing, but I'm not gonna know. Um, alright. So Lynn Lynn's bullet point is my updates or Sam's updates. That was really helpful, Lynn. All right, everybody, just hang in there. Keep on listening, and we promise this podcast is about to get better.
1: Today's guest is a two-time World Cup champion, an Olympic gold medal, and bronze medalist. She is a, also an NWL champion with the Washington Spirits. A businesswoman, it says insert joke, which we did not insert. Miss <laughs> Kelly O'Hara! Oh, my
2: God! What would the joke have been? Businesswoman. Uh, Businesswoman,
0: crybaby, Miss Kelly O'Hara.
2: God, I, this morning I was like, yeah, Sam's probably just going to rip on me for 45 minutes. Well, the very first thing under intro questions
0: is, are you crying?
2: (laughs) I could be crying, Sam, because I have cried this week, but I am not right now, currently, no. But if you do keep asking that, I probably will start crying. Oh, Oh, no. We're going to move away from that.
1: That's not what we want. We're going to just move right away from that.
2: It's only because you guys, like, no, I'm just kidding.
1: Oh,
0: man. Okay, let's not go down that road. Speaking of roads, when I think about you living in D.C., Kelly, I just picture you biking around, going to the Washington Monument with your helmet on. Is that an accurate depiction of your life?
2: Yeah, actually, it is. I love bike riding, and I love riding around cities, and I love riding around D.C. in particular. I feel like bike riding has always been how I've, like, gone about my city life if that makes sense. i love that
1: i was just gonna ask what your favorite route was but then i realized like maybe somebody would just start stalking you on that route so never mind <laughs> don't
2: say uh, it. okay i won't say it but um i do yeah it's living in dc is so cool because the monuments are just like in my backyard and the mall i just think i'm like this Big place is so buff. it's it's beautiful well it's just really pretty too and dc is cool, pretty yeah. we were just there for the when we came with the
0: cba signing as you know and it was it was really pretty
1: yeah do you and i don't liked, feel like
0: you got to see a lot of
2: it though
1: do you ever do like picnics in the park
2: yeah on the mall especially wow yeah especially cherry blossom season that's like really nice too
1: i think i just it, realized that those signs that we saw that was like mall this way was not like a I was literally
0: telling you that. Remember I was like, "Did you know a mall is also like a promenade?"
1: Yeah. And my, I,
0: you were just like, "What?"
1: I just kind of ignored you and was like, "Whatever."
0: But- <laughs> Girls full of fun facts. Did you did you
1: not hear them.
2: Did you not know that's what it was
1: called? No. I just it was oh, like, really? "Oh, a clothing store." Is close by.
2: In the middle of our nation's capital.
1: Yeah, some people got a shop.
2: That is true, but no, that is not what the mall is okay.
1: Well, what's your favorite thing
2: about DC? The mall. Um, DC has a really good food scene. I mean, obviously the city itself is beautiful, and I do love bike riding around it. Um, and there's like the land. I don't know. It's it's a gorgeous city. I love it for a lot of reasons. But I will say, undercover, like really good food scene, like some amazing Michelin star restaurants. Oh dang, you. I don't think I knew that. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh
0: it's pretty good. He's literally you guys behind this. <laughs> Finn is just digging into the Oh there he is. Is this
2: is this Finn's first podcast? I've seen him pop in as like a oh. guest, but is this like his first like co-host job? Yeah. Yeah.
0: This is well again, like usually I'm at a desk or actually usually I'm in my bed, let's be honest. Mm. And he's just laying off screen. But here he is starring. Well, tell him to behave. Because uh, you guys simmering. are professional ladies. He's simmering into
2: his behavior. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Uh, um, so what city do you like better, Atlanta or D.C.?
2: Ooh, that's tough. Um, so I was actually quite skeptical of D.C. I tried to get uh, my lover to move to Atlanta um, before I moved here. And she was like, absolutely not. You can come to DC if you want. And yeah. so when I got here, I was like, because ah. I, I love Atlanta. I think it's an awesome city, um, and it's obviously close to my heart because, like, grew up in Georgia and south of the city. But I think DC. I think I DC. I like it more. But maybe that's just because I've spent more time here in terms of like moments mm-hmm. and yeah importance of things in my life and yeah I don't know I think it's because it's like a smaller city it's it's more walkable than Atlanta um they're both great I, also I feel, feel bad like, picking a winner
0: yeah I feel like also right now like your life is in DC now your job yeah. your mm-hmm. partner at like your house so like yeah we've none of us have ever had that
2: yeah and you it's so I mean? it's like place. yeah it's yeah, and I think that's what makes it so special because I'm like, oh, this is home for the first time yeah. in what, like, since I was 18, you yeah. know? So I feel like that makes it, it crazy gives it the it. edge over the old ATL. I know. Isn't it
0: nuts that we just kind of like live temporarily everywhere we go for like so long? I, it's great.
2: It's, it, I don't think, I don't think it, I mean, it's definitely not normal. And I don't think it's like for best. You just don't like. I don't think you can be your best in that situation. I mean, you can try, but and some people probably like it.
1: Yeah, I feel like I always say like, oh, I can't wait to be like in one spot and just settle. But then I'm going to do that, and I know you're going to be like, I need to move because we're just
0: moving. For sure. I don't know. I don't know if you will feel that way. I feel like (laughs) you're like I'm never leaving.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) I I definitely don't feel like I need to move at all. Um, I'm very happy where I'm at, but. I, but I am happy that I did have, like, all of that time in my 20s and, like, early 30s of just, you, like, I would pack up my Civic. And the only yeah. thing that I could, oh, the only things I owned had to fit in the, had car. To fit in the car. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I remember when I, I bought a place in Atlanta and they were like, oh, like, uh, when do you want to reserve the elevator for... When you move in to bring in all your stuff, and I was like, Oh, I'm there's nothing to be brought in besides like some
1: suitcases. I have three and I bags, so I'll just probably run well, down one more time and I'm good. Yeah, I live yeah, here I was, now. I yeah, I don't own any furniture. <laughs> uh, no, I, I would that. always think about that all the time when my friends would be like, Oh, I've been in this apartment for X amount of years and they like acquire stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when you like buy a house or whatever, you can just move the stuff in there until you like wanna get matching stuff. <laughs> Um, stuffs, all the stuff but then I was always like oh my gosh I have nothing I think I own one mug and I was like how am I gonna do this but that's champagne problems yeah.
0: I own a lot of mugs personally I buy new mugs for every holiday do you yeah Same I as, just
1: like a lovely uh I made a
0: fall on. threshold upon my television Ooh.
2: mantle I'm just a Simple. big holiday girl I love holidays what's your favorite um... holiday that's tough any of my questions. i i mean i think christmas because that's the time that i've like I, ne- I don't think i ever missed christmases and as a family we would have we had a great tradition of like having all of our friends and family over mm. um christmas eve so i always loved christmas eve honestly more than christmas day yeah, or morning me too
0: christmas is definitely like a sacred day yeah of like um, you never had to miss it
2: yeah, In our, yeah, because of our schedules. But, like, I feel like you miss Thanksgiving. I do love Thanksgiving, though. I love, like, sitting around a table and sharing a meal with people that you love and Aww. the slowdown of that. Yeah, I think that's nice. Cool. Um, I so know. I would say those two I really like.
1: I used to what always, about you guys? I used to always hate missing Thanksgiving because, like, my family would always come over and we'd do this, like, big Thanksgiving. would be all the cousins, all the aunts, the uncles, yeah. and I would, like, sometimes I would like get the very beginning of it and be like, okay, now I have to leave for this tournament.
2: Yeah. So, it's tough. Yeah. I know
1: it's tough. Well, it's uh
0: one of those things, girls, it's just
2: part, part of the, you know, that's showbiz, babe. That, that's is, what it is. that is showbiz.
0: Okay. Kelly. So on our snacks podcast, we have some personal stuff, some soccer stuff, some real stuff and some fun stuff. So we are going to go right ahead and move on into our real section. Oh,
2: wow. Okay. Let's yeah.
0: kick it off with the real, real. Well, hard, starting with the hard hitters. I, I've i talked to you about this before, but I feel like you have been like very intentional about your like personal brand. So like okay. who you work with, what you do. Um, You do like USA versus everybody. You've done your own podcast with just women's sports. And I just feel like all of your partnerships are like very well, like in tune with your brand as like Kelly O'Hara and you don't just do things to do them. Like, I think you Mm -hmm. care a lot about your partnership. So I'm just wanting to like talk about that a little bit and like why you've been so intentional
2: and how you've managed to do that. Interesting. I appreciate you saying that because I have been intentional. Um, And I think it's something that my agent and I actually talked about like early on. And it's just, I guess it's just who I am. As a person, I always said, like, I'm not going to just do a deal to do a deal because the money's good or um, I feel like I should do it because this is what, you know, whatever. It's always I've always approached it as like. I'm only going to partner with brands and companies and causes that I believe in and actually use and, um, so yeah, I think that that, that's just guided me because I know a lot of people and I've had conversations with other athletes that are just like, yeah, I'll sign that. Like if they pay me, like if so-and-so is to pay me X amount of money, like I'm going to sign regardless of if, if I even use it. And I know people who have partnerships with brands and they like, don't use the products. And I'm like, why would you do that? That doesn't make sense to me, but to each their own, you know? So I think that because I've always just chosen to do and to to work with people and products that I actually believe in and use it's allowed me to to keep a very authentic brand I think
1: I like that
2: yeah
1: um obviously like with that you um started um USA what is it beat everybody yeah exactly that was terrible yeah Jeez. that's okay (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was gonna say against everybody, and I was like, "That's not it." That sounds
0: violent.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, can you like walk us through that? Like, what your thought process with that was, and like why you decided to start that?
2: Yeah. So it's yeah. Um, obviously, Alex, Ali, and I, Alex Marie, Ali Long, and I, um, started. We did like a USA versus everybody. Uh, fan leisure line ahead of the World Cup in 2019 because Ali actually is the one who kind of brought it to me and then I was like, well, I definitely want Alex in because it's we're, you know, three best friends and we wanted, I wanted to do it all together Um, of this idea of like, we should create some cool gear for our fans to wear to the World Cup. And while they're at home watching, because no offense to some of the other companies out there that try to create or have created gear in the past, we we're like, we don't wanna wear that, but we wanna create something that we would wanna wear. And if we would wanna wear it, we think that our fans would wanna wear it. Um, and so that's kinda how we started it. And it did really well. And um, we pivoted off of USA versus everybody to beat everybody cuz after 2019 when we won we made a USA beat everybody shirt um and then wanted to make it so that we could do more than just stuff around a world cup or an olympics we wanted to make it you know true to who we were as people and and players and the three of us kind of embody that beat everybody spirit and um so yeah that's where we are now That's so cool.
0: I love that you guys were able to start that together. Yeah. I kind of feel like me and Lynn got to do, not like a similar, it's not like merch, but I feel like the podcast is our like friendship business venture and it's like so fun to work on a project together. Um, But I'm so still, I guess, interested in how like you've taken this approach of like being really authentic with your partnerships and like your projects. And do you feel like you have made a trade-off of like authenticity over like financial gain? Or do you feel actually like, because it's authentic, they're more advantageous for you because you like care about them and they're real partnerships. Or do you feel like being true to it is more important than money? Was that make sense?
2: Yeah, I I do think that being true to it is more important than money because I have turned down a handful of things, a lot of things really that I'm just like, no, like it it doesn't work for me. It doesn't feel right. um, Or it just doesn't make sense. And but yeah, I just think that it's kind of like what is authentic and good will come your way if that is how you operate. Mm -hmm. And, um, who knows if I could have made more money doing other things. I mean, I guess, yes, I could have, because I have turned down things that I'm just like, no, but I I do think that for me, it's about, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to like sell my soul for money. That doesn't feel right, and I'm not saying that. Like, I think there's probably people out here out there that do sell their soul for money, but I do think that most people, I, I think, I hope, are like genuine soul sellers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, well, it, no, it's just, I guess, for me, it, it just doesn't interest me. Like, yeah. why would you do that? Yeah, I feel
1: like that. when you you're having to do stuff for a brand and it doesn't make sense to you, it you don't necessarily want to do it as much as if yeah. Was, like, very passionate about it, or you're like oh yeah i use this like of course it's easy to do this um deal do you think that now in your career you're able to do that or were you able to do that like from the beginning to be like you know what this is mm. what's authentically kelly
2: i'm trying to think if I've, like if there's anything that i would have done differently in the beginning i like no and and it's interesting. I feel like most of the things I'm trying to think if there's anything that I wouldn't have done now looking back, but I don't think that's the case because I think that I, like, I, I vividly remember having this conversation with my agent. i just like, I'm only going to do stuff that I actually use that. I actually think other people can and should use, or, you know, it's like enjoyable or whatever. Um, I, so yeah, I think that from the beginning I was that was kind of my approach. But it seems so long ago. That I'm like I don't really—I'm
1: trying to remember the beginning, you
2: know. But yeah, Is that,
1: that's, How do you, cool, Kelly?
0: That's very cool. How do you? How do you? How do you, do you I, I think we—I was laughing earlier because I think I have probably done some things that I wasn't like super passionate about.
2: Mm. Um. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. I think that's where. That's the other thing is like, I want to, whenever I partner with someone, company, brand, whatever, I want to give them the best side of me and give them their money's worth and give them the product of whatever the collaboration or campaign is going to be that they deserve because, you know, they're, they're paying for it. And I have always wanted to like, be a really good partner to companies and brands. Um, and I've tried to do that. I'm sure there's been times when I'm like, haven't been great, you know, just because we all can be our <laughs> unfortunate self sometimes. But, um, but my approach has always been like, I want to really care about this, be excited about it so that I, that, that shines through in whatever we're doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's like very cool of you. And like, I have always admired you a lot for that. Um, I think that's, like, I want to keep saying that's like, very noble of you, but, like, I don't mean that in, like, a weird way. Like, I, like, genuinely am, like, that's, like, a noble trait that you want to be an authentic partner and that it's important to you to give them a good partnership. Like, I feel like that's yeah.
2: very admirable. Well, I also think that people can just see through bullshit, you know? Like, in, in the grand scheme of things, people are, like, you're just, like, hawking this product for whatever, like for a quick payday and to me i'm just like that doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't like align doesn't with your feel values. good yeah yeah mm, so yeah. i mean listen everyone's got like we got to make money and i'm not knocking that at all and i think it's in especially as a female athlete like you make more money typically from your endorsements than yeah. or a lot of players do from their endorsements than from their playing contracts which is unfortunate and i hope that at some point that changes like that especially with like the equal pay fight. That is my goal that this next generation of players, if there's some players who want nothing to do with sponsorships and endorsements, they can just play soccer Mm. and be totally fine. Um, But the reality is that's not the case at this point in terms of what our contracts look like. I don't think so again, I'm not knocking anybody for doing it. And you know, some people, that's what they want to do
1: yeah
0: you go ahead I feel like it's your turn
1: (laughs) I was just gonna say like I think it's it's great that you recognize that you have you're in a position to be able to do this and say like you know what I want to be authentic but you're right like some people just don't aren't in the position to be like I'm gonna turn down five thousand thousand dollars like I and I don't know if that's necessarily like selling your soul it's more of just I don't make no. any money. Like I, I need to make this money. And if this brand is willing to pay me this for X, Y, and Z, then absolutely. Well then I'll freaking yeah. start using that <laughs> product. Yeah, I'm gonna
2: Every love it. You know, I'm gonna sling it. Till that <laughs> contract expires. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, no, but for I sure. Think, no, that's
2: what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah sure. but I do
1: think to Sam's point, the fact that you have gotten to your gotten into a position to be able to do that, that you have now said, Okay, I'm gonna be so authentic and not just go to a brand because it's they're just throwing money at you. So I think it's like yeah. it's double sided. Yeah. With everything in life. For sure. As With is life. Everything. Multiple has... perspectives are valid. I did
0: just have a follow-up from that that we did not write down. Uh just about like the equal pay fight. And mm-hmm. you mentioned you hope to see that this next younger generation, if that's if they so choose to make the majority of their money from their soccer contracts, maybe that's a possibility now. Um, are there any other hopes that you have for the next 10 to 15 years because of maybe the CBA or the equal pay fight or,
2: oh my uh, God, I have so many
0: hopes. I feel like we all do, you know, share,
2: um, well, I, I mean, I think it's on both compensation side and then like, obviously, um, the treatment of players and how, professional, it could be and still has a ways to go uh, to get there. So I think, yeah, that I mean, obviously players getting paid what they should be getting paid would be great to see. And again, like everyone having a salary that is like, oh, they can just be professional athletes, you know, like I remember um, when I started out pro like it was essentially it was during one of the cba con or negotiations it was the whole purpose was like we need x amount so that we can fully be professional athletes and yeah. we, don't, we we um don't have to get a second job and i would love for that be, that to be the case for every player across the board that plays in then um and then obviously just the way the league is set up how professional teams and clubs can be, I think that has a ways to go, but is, I think, trending in the right direction. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm i really hopeful. I think that's part of, sometimes, uh, part of my problem is, like, I remain hopeful and then I'm just, like, smacked in the face with the reality of the situation, for instance, during Equal Pay Fight and, like, CBA negotiations. A lot of times that happens. I'm like, oh, I'm so, like, This was, this was a positive trend. And then it's like, no, this is not actually what's happening, (laughs) but I will say, um, I am really hopeful and I'm like, so excited to see the future of this sport in the U S within the NWSL, what U S soccer, um, is hopefully going to do moving forward. And, you know, when I'm done playing to be able to like, see women in the position that I was in years ago, living the life that I would like I would have loved to live you know yeah
1: it, it's pretty incredible I know like we have so far to go but being able to see like um San Diego like sell out their stadium with 32,000 it yeah 32, it's awesome three? yeah and then uh, like LA and and Portland and it's just pretty in- incredible I think that like we're in such a unique time in, in women's soccer that things are growing and I get so frustrated all the time because it's still like, okay, we had to show you that we were, we were worth investing in. So I hope that eventually we can get to the point where you're like, just invest. Like if you invested, look at, like, we're selling out crazy amounts of like tickets. Like people want to go to the games. No, for
2: sure, for sure, I agree. But I do, I, and I, and I really do believe that it, we will get to see it. Like we won't probably reap benefits of it, but um, maybe you guys will in spirit, um, such as life. Yeah, in spirit. No, for sure. And for that's sure. the reality. We really like benefits.
1: Yeah, and and yeah, emotionally.
2: That's it. Uh, <laughs>
1: no, physically. Well,
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but like, yeah. I mean, it's 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 like anything in life. We. Are standing on the shoulders of everyone that has come before us and the next generation will do the same and it's really cool to be part of that growth and like building
0: as i'm sure you've heard lynn and i are big pod listeners ourselves we found a show you women sports fans won't want to miss
1: tune in to season three of flame bears to hear from women olympians and paralympians from around the world becky Sauerbrunn, sue bird Dutch wheelchair tennis player, Didi de Grout, and maybe even some snacks appearances will be part of this new season.
0: Hear directly from these masters of grit and resilience to learn about the issues that matter most to them and how they've been able to overcome obstacle after obstacle. During these challenging times, these women are an endless source of hope and
1: inspiration. Get ready to be inspired as season three just launched. Listen to Flame Bearers wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Okay, we wanted to like just shift gears slightly and talk about, um, like Olympics and that, all those things, all the things that you've done, um, how have you dealt with like post-tournament emotions? Like if you win or Mm. lose, um, I, we got this question recently of like there, when you come back from the Olympics, everybody always talks about this big down. Do you feel that at all? Yeah.
2: I remember my first Olympics in 2012 Olympic, like post Olympic depression was like very real for me. Um, And it is, and we won, which is like kind of crazy. There was, you know, I was coming. So I guess you're going to feel it either way. And I've definitely felt it both ways. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think maybe because with Olympics in 2012, we won that was the year that the had or WPS had folded. So we had this incredible experience. We won. How many times have I said we won? We won. And then we came home and it was such an incredible homecoming as well. Being able to share the medal with friends and family and fans and all that stuff. And it was sick. It was amazing. It was so cool, but we didn't have games to go back to. We had a victory tour that fall, which was 10 games and a lot. Um, but also super fun. So I think that might have contributed to the the a bit of the depression that I felt coming off of that tournament even though it ended well. Um how have I dealt with when things go poorly, not well? <laughs> like I have very vivid memories post not really a little bit of 2011, but that was my first go around so it wasn't as um as intense but 2016 was bad for me and I will say that 2021 or 2020 um that was not as bad because we left on a high because we won Mm. uh or not won (laughs) we won a bronze um but it felt like a win you know like I think that winning bronze is Sorry, I'm all over the place with this answer. I think that winning bronze is probably more enjoyable as a team sport athlete in the Olympics than winning silver because you basically lose, yeah. Um, But you're still winning that, but it feels like a loss and in the moment you probably can't appreciate it. Um, So yeah, both of those times, tough. But I think 2016 was probably the worst I felt post a tournament Um, because we went out and the. Quarters of the Olympics, I think. There's not round of sixteen, so yeah, it was quarters. And Sam, did you go to Rio?
0: Were you part of that group? Yeah, but I was an alternate with Sonnet. Remember? But you went
2: and you went yeah. to Rio and like we. Oh no, tried. I
0: didn't go to Rio. No, I went straight. Home. Oh, you didn't.
2: Yeah. Okay, so I was part of this group of players that like was like, let's go to Rio and still have fun and like do fun things and enjoy the Olympic experience because. We lost, and we're out, and we can go see other events that sort of thing and i spent i tried to be normal and um cool about it and like go to the parties and go see some events, which were they were fun, but I was like, this sucks like I'm not having fun um I sat on my balcony overlooking the beach for like an entire morning till the afternoon because I just was like, I, I don't, I don't want to do anything. Like I feel, why am I even here? Why did I come here? It was just, it, it just, what am I, what am I doing with my life? Like st- questions like that, which are so ridiculous, but um, yeah, I would say that that loss was probably the hardest in terms of emotionally for me in my career. At least one of them.
1: Did you take time off between the Olympics this this past one twenty 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 one That one? Mm-hmm. And going back to the NWSL? Because I know that we got like a week, but did you take...
2: I know, I'm trying to even think what I did with that week. We were in Tokyo. Where did I even... Did I fly? I, I genuinely am drawing a blank as to if i did anything oh my god like i need to look at my camera roll i think
0: yeah didn't we all go back separately didn't we
2: yeah oh well oh i know what i did yeah yeah i went to la um had a weekend there oh and then i went to uh my sister's oh. bachelorette oh yeah that I had in Lake Tahoe and that was awesome so it was like I actually had a great time when I came home from that so I didn't have um I didn't feel the same emotions that I did after 2016 and again I think because we got bronze um and we ended on a high there and yeah I actually had a great time when I came home (laughs) And then, but then you also, like, I went back into playing with Spirit. And that was, you know, last season was, like, the shit storm that was the Spirit um, off the field. And that was kind of, I, and I think our, us losing in Tokyo was a bit of, like, a catalyst for me to be like, no, we're going to fucking win this yeah. championship this year. Like, that's all I have left to do. We're doing it. Yeah, you and, guys were on one. Yeah. Yeah, we were on. Yeah, I was you like, were on absolutely, one. and
0: it was like so fun to watch, but it was like
1: enraging.
2: Yeah. It was like, you guys were <laughs> I'm so good. No, I was sure. I was <laughs> oh, sure. sure. No, it was nuts. It was, it was wild, but yeah. I um, guess I was
1: just curious because our answer to the question, we obviously haven't gone through all, or I haven't gone through all the different emotions of different Olympics, but like I went straight back into playing too and just trying to win. So I think that like the winning a bronze, like you said, is more of a high than where, like, you have to win this game or you don't get a medal, so... Yeah. We did that, but then I went straight back into playing, so I don't know if I even had a down-up. I was just like, okay, that experience happened, now I got to move on.
0: And there was, like, no reflection or time to even be like, am I happy or sad? Yeah,
1: it was just like, I just got to move on to the next thing, I guess. No, I I think I agree with you,
2: because that's kind of how I felt. That's why I couldn't even remember what happened after... Last year, because it was just like, it it was, yeah, it was on to the next. Yeah. Um,
0: So going through all of this, like, you've been to multiple World Cups, multiple Olympics, been on a bunch of different NWCL teams. Like, I feel all of us lately, I'll speak for Lynn and I, have been, like, going through this time where when you can't play because you're injured or whatever, like, who else are you? And, like, what else Mm. is important and makes you happy? And so... Have you had to go through that, or like define yourself off the field, and like yeah. what what helps
2: you like figure that out? Um, no, definitely. I think that's something. Help us, help me. <laughs> I think it's something every athlete asks themselves, or at least I hope every athlete asks themselves that, because I think it's a very necessary and healthy question to research and look into you know yeah um and that was that was kind of what happened after 2016 for me is that when we lost I think I texted my agent I was like I don't know who I am if I'm not winning and that was a really hard thing to admit um and it was like an important thing for me to have to go through To be like, who am I outside of winning things? And what is my value and my worth beyond lifting trophies and winning soccer games? And I think that's why when you go through those difficult periods, whether it's a big loss or an injury, you figure out who you really are because you no longer can just fall back on or present as this athlete or this winner right like when you're injured you're like well what do I like to do besides kicking the soccer ball because I can't do it right now um and yeah I I would say that I I feel pretty comfortable with who I am and outside of soccer but I think that took me going through hard moments, took me going through losses and injuries. And, um, but I'm really thankful that I went through them because I think that it's, it has allowed me to be comfortable and confident with like, what's going to happen when this is all over. Yeah.
1: Is there anything that like you always turn to when you're injured or, or Mm -hmm. you faced like a tough loss?
2: like a person or a thing or what do you know just
1: like, like uh like either an event a hobby a like a mm. routine is there something that you always just are like okay this is my I know this is what's going to work for me and this is what I enjoy doing they can mm. not necessarily a distraction from soccer but like they can fill that like pottery yeah like pottery lost. I know I hats.
2: have I've seen that you've started to do um some ceramics Lynn do you like it me and Sam. And both God of it. us. Kelly. Oh, you aren't doing anything separately. Sorry. Okay. Well, you're pendant. not knitting,
1: Sam. Wait. Sam, are you knitting? Am I what? No, she doesn't know how knitting? to knitting. Do she doesn't know how to do that. What did she say? Crocheting, she, knitting. Crocheting,
2: oh knitting. no. Okay, so you're not doing everything together.
1: I'm. I'm making and I give to her. So it is.
2: <laughs> I will. Start. I do really. I would love a. Just throwing the this out here. I would uh, love a bag, Lynn. I love them. I think they're very cool. Um, oh, do I have a? <laughs> Hobby. No, but I did sign up for trying to get, there's like a long wait list to get into like ceramics class in DC. If oh you're goodness. listening, DC ceramics, I don't know what you're really? called, but um, let me in. Um, but I think, yeah, like I love surfing. I love cooking. I love biking. I love gardening. There's a lot of things that I enjoy outside of She's
1: a wholesome girl. soccer.
2: Yeah. Not
0: <laughs> uh, what's it called, Kelly? The saltines? Oh, uh, toffee! Toffee with saltines, butter,
1: butter, butter
0: sugar, brown
2: sugar, chocolate egg, chips, chocolate chips, and sea salt. Yeah, and sea really salt. All the things. You never, you never sent me a picture. A growing girl. And you never needs. told me. Well, what, I, like I made it. Were. It
0: came out incredible. And then I ate half of it and had to bring the rest in for the team yeah. because I was like, you're
2: literally mowing down on butter cubes. Yeah, dude. I used to, <laughs> <Butter>. <laughs> when I lived alone in Atlanta, I made, I made one of those trays every week for like the entire off season and ate it by myself okay. every week. And then I had a conversation with Lindsay, our nutritionist with Nash team. And she was like, yeah, you need to cut back on the sugar. And I was like, you
1: don't okay. right. Okay. Um... That is so
2: funny. It's good though, huh? It's so good.
1: When Sam was first making it, I was like, I don't get it. Like, what are you doing? And so I was like, just,
0: I was like, just wait. It was
1: delicious. Just
0: friggin' wait. I know, I know. It's so addicting.
1: Okay. So Sadly,
0: good. we need to move away okay. from, from the real section. So get ready to have some fun. After we do a new podcast segment, our friends at the Flame Bearers podcast are all about the stories of top women Olympians and Paralympians. So we're gonna play a little bit of trivia coming from some of their former guests. Are you ready?
1: Yeah. Okay, this person is a four-time Olympian and a two-time gold medalist. This athlete has paved a new way for Paralympic cross-country skiing, starting her career in the Pyeongchang 2018 Winter Olympics. She eventually became the first American to claim a medal in a biathlon event in either the Olympics or the Paralympics. Who is it?
2: Can you give me multiple choice? No, no. They've only won two gold medals.
0: Only.
1: No, I, no, no, no. Because
0: yeah, a, a four-time time Olympian, Olympian and two-time gold medalist. I thought we were gonna keep going in unison and then read the whole thing again. You Guys, almost blue. Cross Paralympic, Paralympic cross-country skiing. Biathlon event. Those are some key factors.
2: Well, am I a bad person for not knowing? No,
0: that's why we're here. <laughs> You're just going to have to head on over to the flame bearers podcast. The answer is Kendall Gresh, two-time <sighs> Olympic, Paralympic gold medalist, USA. And to learn more, head over to the flame bearers podcast. Well, I'm
2: going to do that because clearly I need to learn more. Clearly.
0: All clearly. right. All right. Uh, this is our favorite part of the podcast where we get to have a little fun and pepper our guests with random questions. Well, we already talked about literally all of this.
2: Oh, what? (laughs) We did.
0: did? Okay.
1: Do you like candy corn?
2: No. Oh. Oh. Yuck. Dude. The first time I ever threw up was because I slammed a bunch of the pumpkin candy corns and i think regular candy corns right before halloween we were playing like kick the can at my neighbor's house and i good. threw up pumpkin candy corn everywhere can and i was like much. yuck so you like again. it too much is what you're saying i liked it too much when i was like six and then i no, so that's like why wax. you don't
1: like yeah. it because you threw up not because your taste buds are telling you
2: i think even if i hadn't thrown up i would not be a big fan it doesn't do much for me
1: except it did when you were 6.
2: You like you you both like
0: we're candy corn big heads. candy corn heads. Candy
1: heads. Corn it, heads. It, it's sugar well. it's like heads. sugar
2: sugar wax. What like no. Yeah, delicious. It's no. It's
0: fall in the palm of your hand.
2: I like the I think it's I think it's very
1: festive. Oh What's I'll your give you that, favorite huh? holiday
2: treat? <sighs> Making these up as I go now. we're um, going <sighs> talk about everything else. My mom makes this amazing chocolate chip cheesecake and she makes it every Christmas. And I love that. Wow. I thought she
1: was going to say like Easter Reese's or something, but that is amazing. Oh yeah. What about like
2: what you can get at CVS? Okay. (laughs) The general public can buy.
1: Like Um, a Reese's egg.
2: I do really like Reese's eggs um, and the little pumpkins. Like I would eat those over candy corn obviously. like the Reese's
0: pumpkins not the mellow cream candy corn pumpkins yeah
2: near do you like just peeps? the Reese's pumpkin uh no peeps. again they're all peeps? over I, I do I do love festive candy but I don't really partners. enjoy I don't consume I know, it, just to out what it. Likes.
0: what's the worst holiday candy
2: peeps <laughs> no I think candy corn shut up
0: Kelly. We're not delete the that. recording we're done we, with this girl. We need another one. No, that's
2: better stay in.
0: Okay. I think in the interest of time, we gotta to have to do this. Explain yourself. Kelly, explain Kelly yourself.
2: And oh no. Oh no. This is a day in the life of Kelly. Oh yourself. no, Allie Riley and her What is this, Kelly? What do you mean, what is it? What is this? Why uh, is it intentionally quiet? Because we were, like, doing schoolwork or something, I think. Um, Is this from (laughs) Stanford? I
1: can't
2: believe we did this. Um, This is from... Great song, by the way. Um, Allie Riley and I lived together. Our first season as professional soccer players, we were both drafted to the FC Gold Pride, RIP, um, and we both we shared a room in a house right off of Stanford that a bunch of our buddies had already rented out, but we were like obviously not prepared, so we took over someone's room that wasn't going to be there for the summer, so we had these two full beds in a room with like this much space in between shared a room, and so we basically did everything together as fc gold pride players and that was like a day in the life of <laughs> what it looked like wow and it's not wrong
1: yeah really thrilling <laughs> thrilling time wait how many
2: it's like why don't why, i think you guys should make one
1: Even we literally little make little it greenhouse. at once a
0: week on the podcast
2: yeah but i want to see like i want to see some of your um no you know production skills Okay. Do a behind-the-scenes behind day in the life of Sam and Lynn. We
1: should just bring back 90s videos.
2: It would just be like us laying on the couch, staring at the TV. Complaining. Is that because you're Depressed? old bags of dirt? <laughs>
1: you're- oh! She got us with the old bags of dirt. I'm the first one to say it. I know. Damn it. I was going to ask her how many leads she's played in the have folded, and then I was going to say, you're an old bag of dirt. But she beat us to it. Don't make her cry she's you're right she said at the beginning of this that she could cry at any moment yeah she did no
2: i didn't say i could cry at any moment you're
1: i don't think I cry.
0: we heard you Kel. don't worry we gotcha you. no you're a stranger
1: all right anyway so before we wrap up every interview we give our listeners the chance to ask their own questions and don't forget if you want to send us a question tweet us with the hashtag ask snacks so this is from at B underscore, what is that?
0: Bridget, Bquist, 16.
1: When your playing days come to an end, what is your dream job?
0: Oh, God. You
1: told if me one be... time that you just want uh... to have
0: business lunches, and then that's it. <laughs> Wait, what? You told me one time, you were like, I just want to, whenever I'm done... Like, have a normal, completely normal life, but I just like go to a business lunch and like that's no. all I have to do.
2: No, I think I told you that I am a project based person and I can't see myself like doing something consistently, but I could do things in like lunches. short spurts. What I
0: heard is Not... you want to go to lunch. Well, <laughs> no. I have taken that to heart, Kelly, and I imagine that my is that your career goal? will basically just be business lunches. Not actually, I don't know what the then. business part entails but it's just like yeah. schedule wise i'm interested in working from 12 to 2 exactly yeah I, no
2: um
1: oh go ahead
2: oh no i was just gonna say if i could be a professional surfer if they make like a amateur uh wannabe surfer league i would do that okay. <laughs> gnarly what if that can be a dream job what like this yeah. dream guys i think
0: you could probably do that I I think- think-
2: why
1: don't you start it
0: yeah at your business it just be me for former professional athletes mm-hmm. that want to just travel and surf and people will come see you because they're fans of kelly o'hara and they
2: like surfing oh my god do you want to be the no. like business development person I'll, I'll come to lunch perfect cool <laughs> I'm Kelly O'Hara, and this is the Snacks podcast from
1: Just Women Sports.
2: Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify,
0: or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Our show is produced by Just Women Sports. For more great sports content, go to justwomansports.com. Be sure to subscribe to the newsletter and follow along on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm Lynn Williams.
0: And I'm Sam Mewis. You've been listening to Snacks. <laughs> yeah.
2: Cool,
0: guys! Thanks for tuning in to Snacks. While you may have wrapped up an episode with our guest today, be sure to head over to our friends at Flame Bearers, where you can hear top women Olympians and Paralympians reflect on their accomplishments, share their trials and triumphs, and discuss what life is like outside the games when the spotlight isn't on.
1: Get ready to be inspired as season three just launched. Listen to Flame Bearers wherever you get your podcasts.